Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the three-game NBA slate on Wednesday. If it's your first time watching, welcome to my channel. Uh, I make content for DraftKings, NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. Uh, the sponsor of this video is Prize Picks. If you're a first-time user, you can use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Also, make sure to check out my Prize Picks videos. I'll have one up most likely after this. Um, if you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. Linked is down below. Uh, I have the USFL package, NBA package, and esports package. And what I was hammering home on Patreon tonight was I loved the main Pelicans guys, CJ Ingram, and I was all over Devin Booker. So we'll, we'll get to one second. But um, yeah, if you guys do enjoy these videos, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. All right, so now we got to go over my lineup here from tonight. Just we've you know we've been absolutely crushing in the playoffs. Um, you know there's been no tilts, you know no bad luck, no random injuries or anything. We've been just crushing it every single night. You know I probably should have brought this up, but this was from last night. We just had some massive, massive winners. Um, you know, takedowns every single night. Uh, we've been, you know, having a great, great playoffs, right? $2,500, you know, $600 third place. So again, my stance tonight was I was all over the two main Pelicans guys in CJ and Ingram, and I absolutely love Devin Booker. Low-owned, extremely low-owned Devin Booker had 37 at half. Injured midway through the third and done for the night. And I'm on pace for a huge night with an extremely low on Booker-Ingram combo. Injury. I do min cash in low stakes. Missed by a couple points in high stakes because of this injury. Just incredible pain. And relatively chalky CP3 obviously benefits with uh, the random Booker injury. I just, I'm in so much pain tonight, guys. Absolute pain. Um, I full stacked this late game. There were so many busts in the early games. Um, I knew it's still, you know, still going into the late game because of how bad that middle game was with basically all the chalk busting that even though I had a, you know, uh, bust in Lowry, he was relatively popular that I knew I was still looking good at this game could stay competitive. And it just ugh, so much pain um, because Booker, I mean, was on pace for like 60 injured. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, I mean, look, it's just Jimmy Butler literally did everything. Like, there's no one else at Miami that did anything. Jimmy Butler just went for, like, 80 fancy points. So, what can you do? I mean, Lowry was a good point per dollar play. Just got a little bit unlucky that Jimmy Butler decided to do every single thing for the team. Um, but, yeah, I, I used Brandon Clark for Valley. He was fine. I went back to Jay Crowder. He shot, like, one of 13, still for a decent game, but extremely tilted at how bad he shot. Could have been a massive game for him at low at low ownership. Again, recency bias, right? You have to have short-term memory. If Jay Crowder has an average shooting night here, he goes for 35, right? He literally shot, like, one of 13. So, who cares if someone busted through last game? If... Nothing changed Jay Crowder, right? I was shocked how low owned he was. Um, just an over classic overreaction by the field. People getting burned by Crowder. Literally nothing changed other than he had a bad game last night. And uh, again, just shot awful type, but still had a decent game. Re an average shooting game from him, and he breaks the slate at low ownership. So also tilted about that. 
Trey Murphy uh, was was having a great game. For some reason, they closed with Jose Alvarado. Was a little bit tilted about that as well. JV low-owned. They closed with Larry Nance. I knew that was possible, though, because Nance has been playing well. And that's definitely going to make JV riskier in these upcoming games because we've seen them actually close uh, both the second half and the fourth quarter tonight with Larry Nance. Uh, but yeah, I was all over Brandon Ingram. He was a core play over 70 fancy points. Again, I had, I had Booker and uh, Ingram's core plays. Just so much pain. Um, and then rounded out DeAndre Ayton, who was disappointing. But again, there was all, so many chalk plays disappointing, right? Cat, massive bust. Basically, everyone in Minnesota busted. Basically, everyone outside of John Morant busted from Memphis. So, it was looking good for this, uh, this full game stack in this late game. And low on Booker injured so i'm in pain guys i'm in so so much pain but what can you do right if booker doesn't get injured there it's a big night for me once again so just got unlucky right hit with the bad variance uh so let's talk about this three game slate we'll start off on the brooklyn side so um brooklyn we have kd Kyrie at the top kd 10k Kyrie 99 i think both look good for me i would rather go to kevin durant uh don't care that he had a bad game last game could care less right that's not going to affect my decision making whatsoever just like it shouldn't have you when you were uh, looking for uh you know considering jay crowder for tonight right he was the exact same play um you know sure Kyrie Irving had a massive game last game that doesn't mean he's gonna have a massive game uh again uh tomorrow so for me I would lean KD over Kyrie if I had to pick between the two but obviously they're both going to play huge Mets and, and dominate the usage now Bruce Brown so or Boston actually defended them like a normal team, right? They didn't just leave them open. But, you know, when when Bruce Brown is massive, massive chalk, teams just don't cover them. But, yeah, they actually played defense on them. And sure enough, Bruce Brown did nothing. Now, he still played huge minutes. I still think he's playable. Um, but, um, yeah, they didn't play the defense of, uh, what was it, uh, Cleveland, where they just left Bruce Brown open. Um, Drummond at 5-5, five, five, I mean, he'll be – He'll be productive when he's in the court, but right now he's, you know, losing mitts to Claxton. He's been in some foul trouble a bit too. I think he's still in play for tournaments. I do think Claxton is your safer bet though. 29 and 31 mitts down the stretch for him last couple games. So I think, you know, Claxton's a little bit safer. I also think Claxton's going to be way more popular than Drummond. Now, Seth Curry, I think is a fair value play. Should play around 30 minutes. Um, I have no issue going to him. Goran Dragic, of course. Again, I buy into him at low ownership, 10 minutes. The next slate, 26 minutes and a smash. But here's the thing, right? We're probably getting mid-20s minutes from Dragic. He'll be productive when he's in the court. I think he's a solid value play at 4K. And I'm not really interested in anyone else. You know, we'll see probably a few minutes from Mills and Kessler Edwards, but not enough for me to go there. Now, on the Boston side, I mean, what is DraftKings thinking with the pricing here? The pricing just didn't move on these guys? Boston ran an extremely tight rotation last game. Tatum, Brown, and Horford all played over 40 minutes. You saw 45 minutes from Tatum. Jalen Brown played huge minutes. He played 40. And Al Horford played 41 minutes. And the price points didn't move. They actually went down a bit. I am, I just absolutely love this Boston team going up against Brooklyn at home. Extremely tight rotation. Love Tatum. Love Brown. Absolutely love Horford in the mid-range. He's way too cheap. Marcus Smart stands out as one of the best plays in the slate at 5.8K. So I have no idea why the pricing is this cheap on the Boston guys. I This is my favorite team to target. It's not close. I'm in love with the Boston Celtics on this three-game slate. Um, so, yeah, the main four guys look phenomenal. Uh, Derek White at 5.1 is kind of just a neutral play to me. He'll most likely play around 30 minutes. He'll probably be in the closing lineup. He's 
playable, but would much rather go to Smart or Horford for a little bit more. Uh, Daniel Tice at 4-4 probably starts, probably plays around 20 minutes. It's not completely out of play, but don't feel great about it. Pritchard was in the rotation, but barely played. Um, and then we saw some Grant Williams at 3-6. I think he's like playable value. He'll probably play around 20 minutes. He can guard KD at times. So sure, he he's in play. But the main guys for Boston, I think, look amazing. <coughs> All right, Philadelphia. So Joel Embiid has struggled so far first couple games uh, in this series. But um, obviously, he's still in play if you can find enough value to get him in there. Uh, so no issue getting to Embiid. I mean, Harden, this, this price is pretty tempting. He's going to play around 40 minutes, 8.9 for James Harden. I know we've seen some big games from Maxi, but uh, that price is very, very tempting for Harden. Now, Maxi, like I said, has been phenomenal. I've been a huge Maxi stand uh, since the summer league, uh, his rookie year. So, um, obviously, he has the ceiling, and we've seen him really come alive in these playoffs, right? Uh, so, I think he's definitely viable. However, I, I personally would rather get to Harden for a little bit more. And Tobias Harris has also played well, too. He's playing huge minutes. Um, so the top four guys for Philadelphia are all firmly in play. And this is this is where I just... Thibel is out. He can't play in on the road against Toronto. So it, God, it really, really, really pains me to say this. I just absolutely hate playing this guy. But Danny Green, 3.6K, unfortunately stands out as one of the best values in the board. Now, I am still, I will never, ever get over what he did to me last year. Never. Or was that two years ago? I forget. It was last year or two years ago. Had him as a core play last year. I think it was last year. Shot like 0 of 10 from the field. Massive bust. Literally, the next night for Danny Green set the record for three-pointers. We'll never, ever forgive him for that. But he's going to play massive minutes. So, like I said, unfortunately, he stands out as one of the best values in the board. Um, and with Thibel out, maybe see a little bit more run for like a Niang, maybe a little bit more for Milton. But I think Danny Green by far is the, is the safest bet because um, he should start and, and play huge minutes. Now, on the Toronto side, I mean, I just don't get me started with um, Scott Brooks. I mean, just a flat-out liar. But um, Scotty Barnes, doubtful. Gary Trent, I would think, plays. It's an illness. It's been two days. So my guess is he'll be good to go. We'll see. But, I mean, Siakam and Van Fleet both look really good. They're playing at home. I like them both quite a bit. I mean, they're literally probably going to play like 45 minutes each. Van Fleet shot like 6 of 32 last game um, and still in for 46 fancy points. So the main two guys for Toronto look amazing here. They're going to play huge minutes. OG Anunoby in the mid-range, 6-4. I think makes for a pretty safe play. Don't love it. Don't hate it. But he's going to play big minutes. Gary Trent Jr., if he plays, obviously viable. We'll see, you know, how healthy he is. If he misses, however, then you're going to really look to guys like Achua and Boucher, uh, who should get a pretty big minutes bump. Both played, like, around 30 minutes. He saw 29 minutes for, Boucher, for Achua. And he saw Boucher play 30 minutes. Boucher, the better point per minute guy of the two. Um, so those two would really stand out if Gary Trent misses. Now, if Gary Trent plays... You can still get to Chu and Boucher, but they're just going to be riskier, right? Because Gary Trent is probably playing like 35 or so minutes. So there's just not as many minutes to go around. But you can still look to Chu and Boucher. Like I said, they'll just be riskier if Trent plays. And that's probably it. I guess if Gary Trent misses, you could look to Malachi Flynn. Went for a nice one fantasy point in 21 minutes. Uh, Thad Young played a little bit. He played eight minutes. Not enough for me to go to him. You did see Ken Birch play a little bit down the stretch to defend Embiid. 
Um, I mean, he's not a productive player when he's on the court, but if like you get a Chua foul trouble or something, you could see Birch get extended. So low ownership, I don't think it's the worst idea to punt with him. Um, and then finally, Chicago, Milwaukee. So here's the Chicago Bulls remind me a lot of the Pelicans tonight, right? Pelicans on the road, you know, pretty big underdogs. But you know where the offense is coming from from Chicago. And the price points here look really, really appealing. DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine, all three standouts, three of the best plays in the slate, in my opinion. The only thing you have to worry about here is potential for a blowout, right? So DeMar DeRozan shot 6 of 25 last game and still went for 41 fancy points. Zach Levine shot 6 of 19 and went for 40 fantasy points. Nikola Vucevic, 9 of 27 shooting, and he almost went for 60. So, and the Bulls, again, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, and these three still produced. So I think the only risk you run into is Milwaukee just absolutely destroys Chicago, which is possible because this Bulls team, when they play good teams, a lot of the times they get blown out. But if this game stays competitive, DeRozan, Vuce, Levine all look really, really good. Uh, Value-wise, Crusoe, a relatively safe play. Should play around 30 minutes. Good defender. Um, he looks decent. Uh, the rest, eh, I don't know if I can tell anyone else. Kobe White was in the rotation. Played 23 minutes. Viable tournament play. You saw Patrick Williams play uh, 23 minutes. Um, he's playable. I think I'd rather go to Crusoe, though. Um, and then Iowa's basically out of the rotation. And finally, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis had the combo. I mean, if you have the salary for him, absolutely no issue. I love the matchup here for him. Um... So he was in some foul trouble too last game, lost some minutes. But yeah, I think Giannis looks like a great spend up. Middleton and Drew are both like fair contrarian plays. However, I'm gonna have a hard time playing those guys over some, you know, some of the mid-range Boston guys. You know, I'm gonna have a hard time playing Drew or Middleton over a guy like Fred Van Fleet. I'm gonna have a hard time playing these guys over the Chicago guys on the opposite side. So it's possible they can have good games, but um, it's a little bit hard to prioritize e- either Holiday or Middleton. Portis at 5-5. Him and Brooke Lopez will kind of split the center minutes. At times, you can play a little bit the 4-2. Fine tournament play. I think Brooke Lopez is a pretty safe value. He played 32 minutes last game. Um, you know, he's been pretty consistent outside of when I played him, and he went for, it was this game, nine fancy points. Um, other than that, he's just so, so consistent. So, um, yes, the answer is yes. I'm still tilted about that. But Lopez, 4-8, I think a fair value play. Um, I don't think I can stomach anyone else. Maybe a Grayson Allen in around 20 minutes on the bench, but for some reason, Javon Carter is in the rotation. I have no idea why. You have like Allen, Carter, Connaughton, Matthews in the rotation. I just think there's better value than to mess with the Bucks value. So yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video today. Again, as you can tell, I'm still tilted about tonight because oh, just it should have been another big, big night there. But what can you do? Injuries happen. It is what it is. Um, again, if you guys do enjoy the YouTube videos, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. Appreciate the support as always, and I'll see everyone in the next one.